You seeing local sports teams reminded me. I was talking. I was telling Ricky about football, a game that I want to make. Uh huh. Football, the game. Yeah, and he had a great idea. You should explain what football, the game is. Football, the game, is a an idea for a a an open world uh, sandbox action adventure game in which you play as a uh, a. Uh, hero who uh defeats people with the powers of football um and uh and, and so the thing that that ricky suggested was that uh um we could have this be uh he 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 mentioned mega man and i was like oh that's fantastic because then what that lets you do is create sort of a metroidvania kind of like gated like hub world sort of thing uh where each of your different football powers lets you enter different areas and defeat different bosses and enemy types i see so until you can punt you can't knock down the ladder or whatever to climb up to pennsylvania uh-huh <laughs> or and uh and you know in order to open like certain gates you have to like uh you have to be able to like throw the football through this like tire shaped, you know, receptacle, uh, and and you can do that like you can do that when you acquire you know passing, but then you can get you know the upgrade the hail mary and then you can get the to the distant ones because otherwise you wouldn't have the range. Gotcha. You know those kinds of things like, and I think that would be uh, would be a great way to like progress your hero character forward and and you would fight bosses like football bosses um that embody these different like like the crooked referee no 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 they have to like they would be they would they would they would also have the powers of football that you steal from them by defeating them okay so yeah that kind of thing is one of the powers, and this is maybe not really a football power so much as it is a sports commentator power, mm-hmm. but can you like do something and then instant replay and then draw, and then draw, the, draw like, the highlighter lines on it? Yeah. Um, I think, I think that would have to be like a, uh, like how, um, GTA five integrated like a replay mode where you can kind of record your own little, little demos and stuff. It would be part of that. So, like, it would, you know, have, like, a rolling record, and then you can roll back the tape and, like, be like, boom, and circle somebody, and then, like, have arrows, like, pointing in different directions and stuff. Uh, and, and just John Madden that up. Right. Does that earn you points or something? Like, is there some value in doing it that, in doing that? Well, I mean, that, that would be your, you know, like, your, your community building features. Okay, you know? so you just submit that to your Facebook. Yeah, you upload that to YouTube or something, and then, uh-huh. you know. And then you get a bunch of people like, like doing something in football, the game, and then just like drawing a penis or something in the highlighter. Yeah, it's obviously uh, what will happen. Yeah, but I've you know I've been waiting for a Madden <laughs> game to let you do that, uh, let you do the electric, penis drawing on people. Uh, uh, I mean that, but generally just the electric pin stuff for replays. And I've told this to people who actually play Madden, and they're like, "But why would you?" want to do that and then i'm like because that's 
to me, that's the most fun part about a football. Also, to me, that's the only thing that I characterize Madden with. Like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. It's, it's it's his like insane <sighs> comments that are like, if you you'd have to have like known every football player for like the last seven thousand years since the dawn of the earth when football was created like references and then like every football game that's happened and also just try to follow his insane like just drawings that scrawl just everywhere like to me the game you wouldn't actually control any players all you would do was literally just drawing things and trying to make like insane references and then sometimes inadvertent racist comments so it would be uh You'd be watching a football game, and then the game is to to do running commentary over that. So you'd have to speak. The game would have to let you uh, speak into a mic, and then also have some kind of touch controls so that you can like draw with the electric pen, and then make make vague references to to obscure football. Yes, something like football that. happenings. Yeah, and it, it doesn't even have to be that. It could just be you choosing like dialogue options or something, and then like this is just like the like a Mad Lib sort of thing, where like this is just like the time, and you have to choose from like a list of five guys. Banana hammock. Yeah, you know, you know, back in the back in the tube sock game of mm-hmm. you know whatever. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think that's an indie game right there. <laughs> you just made that. They they do actually have, so they do actually have sports games where you don't actually play a sport. So would this be Sports Commentator twenty fifteen or Sports Sports Commentator Simulator twenty fifteen? Would that be the name of the game? Commentator Simulator. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that'd be good. You could probably get backers for that. I think mm-hmm. make a Kickstarter. Right. Yeah. I had to get some subject that subject matter expert to like come in and like write up all of these like crazy mad libs for the game. Do you though? Eh. Like I don't think people are people aren't coming to this for the authenticity of football. <laughs> no, no, no. I just I just don't even know. I can't I can't specifically <laughs> you, think you, of examples of things Madden says. Is you, the issue. Like you don't even have like square one. Yeah. Of, <laughs> no, like, like how to like, talk about football. Right. I mean like this is just like the time Sporty Sports and Meyer sported that sport real sport. And just like everything would sound like you're a damn smurf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. I see. The the prof the, the the problem stems from like just a complete lack of of any football knowledge at all. I'm saying it would be better off telling me to make a game in Spanish. Like yeah, that would be football. <laughs> yeah, and that would not be nearly as fun. <laughs> no, <laughs> that one. All you do is just wait until a score happens and yell "goal," and as long as you can hold that, that's how many points you earn. Yeah, and if you can hold "goal" until they make another goal, then you get triple points. Well, that's a chain combo. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You just got to get that goal combo going. The thing about football or football, though, is that would be like either never or like an hour. Because <laughs> yes, it was the score was zero to one. That's a real score in <laughs> soccer. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, that. Jeez, that game. <laughs> it would be a much easier game to get combos if it was basketball, where the score is like 587 to 6 million. I mean, that that's more like Space Jam numbers, but yeah. <laughs> The Space Jam numbers are still so are close to like actual basketball game numbers. I don't know that that's true, but I, it's been a while since I've seen Space Jam. Sadly enough, <laughs> I, for some reason when you said Space Jam, I thought you meant NBA Jam, like the video game that was cartoonishly unrealistic. No, but you meant the cartoon that was cartoonishly unrealistic. Yeah, where the most real thing was Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. Yeah, yeah. Not even Wayne Knight was very realistic in that movie. <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> yeah, and I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure it was just a digital, uh, uh, who's the guy with the jump shot? Charles Barkley. Yes. I'm pretty sure it was a digital Charles Barkley. <laughs> Do you think they just added him yeah. in post? Yeah. Yeah. I think they just got his likeness rights and just kind of, and just kind of faked him in there. <laughs> but it was a real Bill Murray as well. <laughs> yes. Yeah. What an odd cast. Like, outside of the Looney Tunes. Outside of Looney Tunes mixed with basketball as a concept. <laughs> like, to get... For, to have the only two live-action actors in that movie be Wayne Knight and Bill Murray. <laughs> That's so crazy. Yeah, it's... It could only have happened in the 90s. Let's just put it that way. Like Yeah. I, yeah, it's like Bill Murray is kind of on the downward spiral of his of his movie, like actually making comedies. Yeah, now, he, now it's like unless it's going to be at the Cannes Film Festival, he like won't do it anymore. Like and if like, it's a Wes Anderson, if it's West, film. yeah, it has to be Wes Anderson or some something more pretentious. Yeah. yeah, we both hate Wes Anderson movies. Get over it. I don't know that I, I don't think I've ever seen a Wes Anderson. You movie. will hate them all. You keep saying that. And I have not bothered to try to defute you. <laughs> you will just hate them. Uh, yeah, but if I, you like comedies I, to be funny and have jokes that are actual jokes, then you will hate them. Yeah, I mean that's the thing is I've never actually watched one, so I don't know. I can't legitimately say that I hate them. Because I've never seen one. If you love comedies where it's literally just uncomfortable situations with one person who's annoying in the scene at all times, but nothing actually funny happens, then you'll love it. Okay. Um, I can't think of another... Uh, I can't think of another kind of thing to relate that to imagine like the british office okay but without any like likable characters okay now i'm on track yeah i tried watching the british office and that actually made me sad because it was so like it was it was past the point of like laughing at the guy's like failure to be a human and it was just like, oh, this is rough. Like, I kind of actually, I kind of, I legitimately like feel bad for him now because he can't socialize like a real person. <laughs> yeah. There's like, I think probably like half the cast in every movie is like that person. Oh, God. Basically, yeah. 
So it would make me sad. <laughs> yes, it'll just make you sad. <laughs> well, all right then. Uh, maybe one of these days, some like maybe one of these days, I'll meet somebody who likes them, who also wants people to watch them, and they'll have me watch one or something. Right. But I'm probably going to continue my streak of like not bothering to watch them. And I will continue my streak of not watching Mean Girls. <laughs> All right. At this point, it's just too late. I just, I don't even want to like know the references anymore. Uh, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Uh, so I uh, noticed uh, whenever I came over that you were, you've been playing Final Fantasy VII. Yes, and it was just kind of out of a weird like context that I just wanted to go back and play it again. I was playing that Final Fantasy Record Keeper on my tablet, which is great because that gives you something to do when you're like before you go to bed or when you're on the toilet or something, which is pretty much the purpose of all phone and tablet games. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. But they they run you through like a lot of Final Fantasy VII games, and it's got all the same music from the games and like vaguely the characters and missions and stuff and i was just kind of like played through it partially because it's like does this story make sense now that i played it before a couple of times and i'm older like if i play through this game now knowing everything that i know from previous experiences with the game will it make any sense you're trying and you're talking about not librarian final fantasy you're talking about i'm talking about final actual fantasy final fantasy 7 yeah like, does the plot line of final fantasy 7 make sense playing it as a as an adult right and knowing like all of the like reveals and stuff yeah um i'm going to say from what i remember vaguely like i think it i think it it's coherent but but so my memory of like how like th this is the chronology that i understand from from the game at some point in the in before you play the game your main character cloud has been part of soldier the Shinra army? No, no. He was he was soldier is the elite forces. He was a grunt in the Shinra army. Yes. And Zack was in Soldier. Yes. And they are on a mission in a truck and <laughs> something happens and they get taken out and they get taken to a scientist gets them and puts them in tubes. Right? And they get brain switched or something, and Zack dies, and Cloud thinks he's Zack or has Zack's memories. No. What? No, that's not what that's not what happened. Because he thinks he's in soldier. Yes. I think what so what happens is he goes back with Zack and Sephiroth to his hometown to do a mission. Uh-huh. And he stays hidden because apparently with those masks, you can't tell what anybody looks like. They all look like the same person. Right. This is Cloud and, stays hidden. Yeah. And so nobody in town knows that it's really Cloud, except for like his mom 
when he goes to visit her and stuff. Okay. And um, when they go do the mission, like, so he knows everything that happened and Tifa was with him. Uh-huh. And then they go through, the, they go do the mission and then they stay in the Shinra mansion where there was like crazy experiment lab down in the basement. Right. And Sephiroth finds out he's a monster and all this stuff. Right. Yeah, because he's like an half alien clone. He's, I think he is cloned from an ancient that was found. And the ancients are aliens. Uh, I no. Why do you think the ancients are aliens? I thought they came from space. I don't think there's anything that indicates that they came from space. Maybe we'll get to that. Maybe. We'll see. So far, there's no indication that they're from space. Maybe I assumed it was an alien because it doesn't look like anything else. Right, because whenever they throw the arm out, it just grows into this giant blob monster that shoots lasers. And whenever they show, like, like Genova or whatever it is, like, it's kind of looks like half a human-like torso or something, and then the rest of it's, like, a monster. (laughs) so like part of it's a monster and then it also has like appendages that grow monsters so that's why i assumed it was some kind of monster or alien no i think that's maybe just the science they did to it or something i don't know anyway so he finds out he's a monster he burns down the town Uh and then because he's like the most emo right and then uh cloud and zach are I guess escaping and they get captured uh-huh. and experimented on. They get put in the tubes. Yeah, they get put in the tubes and they get experimented on. Uh-huh. And then uh they escape and Zack dies and Cloud like loses his memory mm-hmm. and decides that he was in soldier because he I guess because he was embarrassed that he was just lame and remembers things differently out of that so he's kind of like an unreliable narrator whenever he goes through the story of like everything that happened because he was like a guard number two and not actually the soldier with Sephiroth he that was Zack so at some point like he is talented Mr. Rippling Zack though right because he's like pretending he was Zack the whole time in the stories he tells yes yes so he thinks he was Zack in the stories that he tells. And then Tifa never corrects him and says, I didn't even see you because she's like being a bitch for some reason and just won't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, there's like no good reason. It's like, OK, yes, everything you said was was is what happened. And somehow, you know, this except that you weren't fucking there. And she can't even say that. Like the first time they go through the story, she could have cleared up a whole lot. Uh huh. And maybe helped him remember things properly, but no, she never talks about it. And so she has no idea who this guy is. Who? Like she does, she has no idea who Cloud is. No, Cloud was her best friend. Oh right, as a kid. Right. right. And, and she doesn't remind him of this. No, he. They know that they're friends. So he. So it's like from the specific like like selective amnesia of just. That, that just that one event, right? Right. And when we start saying it like this, it sounds like less good of a story to me than everybody wants it to be. I think, like, 
parts of it are not great storytelling. I don't remember. I mean, so the people I remember saying that the story was really great were people I knew in junior high, right? Uh I can't trust anything I thought was good from junior high or high school. That's fair. Yeah. Like nothing. Like I can't, I, I, I can look back on the, on those times, like those, like four to six years or whatever, and be like, you know what? A lot of stuff I liked back then, total garbage, you know, I had, I made a lot of bad decisions. <laughs> I watched Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> yeah. I watched it for like four seasons. Uh-huh. I did yeah. that. I was really into it. You make bad choices when you're a teenager. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's kind of what I'm doing is just kind of trying to figure out this story again. And also I'm like kind of looking at the art and it's amazing too because I remember like people thinking that the art was really cool and the cinematics were awesome and stuff. And I guess for the time like games didn't have cinematics unless you were like playing some PC game that had like 5000 CDs. Yeah. To get like very low res bad compressed video uh-huh um and so there is some of that but it's like i mean we, we were just like I, I was playing it when you came here and we were just looking at like one of those rendered things in the golden saucer and it was like seriously it was like the speed zone like outside that area it was like the textures were just so like just not good and a lot of the modeling stuff was just really, really simple modeling for a pre-rendered thing that could have been yeah. made to look way better. Right. And and even like the the pre-rendered, the FMV stuff that they have in that, like so much of like the characters and things are like below, like low poly stuff today. Like the real time stuff that is, you know... It, it's a it's so amazing how far we've come yeah it's crazy it's it's and and i mean if you just and it's crazy too it's like because that was on the playstation right yeah but so is final fantasy 8 and so is final fantasy 9 and just jumping from 7 to 8 or you know 7 to 9 like there's a huge quality difference oh in, yeah like the the 3d scenes and everything yeah like everything Every, almost every model in in seven is like some kind of uh you know per poly color like there's very few actual textures used in the game and then you get to nine where every character is textured so if you play nine in an emulator where you can up all those characters you can see like a ton of detail that just kind of gets smudged out because of the low resolution like thinking about like how much is kind of lost when you downsample all of that stuff. I wonder if like the weird texture choices for the pre-rendered stuff is like this is the best we can do or how much of it is like if we do anything more detailed than this and then we have to shrink it down to 640 by 480 like stuff just won't read, you know? Yeah. So, there's probably a combination <laughs> of the two like they have to uh they have to like make this stuff and render it out on a budget but yeah it's just so crazy 
to see where they've come from considering like square now is like such a uh you know 3d production powerhouse like they're when you think about like people making like see computer generated stuff they're like them and like the blizzard cinematics group are like pretty much the top top of the game it seems like yeah yeah it's it's kind of crazy but then again like they kind of were still back then right yeah but i I had to look it up so the game was 1997 and then i was just comparing it to like toy story which was 1995 so that was just kind of like we were just getting into having like that kind of stuff and like toy story you know it was all like printed to film they didn't have to try and fit it onto a a cd with what 175 megabytes yeah and that game spans three uh yes yeah. yeah. And probably most of that space is the cinematics. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, storage... the level content is almost all the same. Yeah. Yeah. All, all of the actual game data is, is pretty small. And there's no, uh, like, all of the music is just MIDI, and it uses the PlayStation's synthesizer chip. So right. and even that like the, doesn't take up any room. And even the sprites are like really simple because there's basically like five different types of icon. You know, there's yeah. like the armor icon. There's the sword icon. There's a <laughs> there's a, a a materia icon that you can then palette swap for everything for every all of your different kinds of materia. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's the kind of stuff that like makes you wonder what is that remake going to be like what is that thing that they're going to end up releasing right because it can't really be like the original it has to be it has to be like not just the art you can't just make a better like an an, it can't be like we think of hg re-releases for things that were on like the ps3 or something it has to go through such an overhaul to bring so much of it up to snuff. Right. Yeah. Because it's like, I, I mean, I'm just playing through it and I don't, I really don't like the like pre-rendered screen with the tank controls where you go from like top to bottom or top to right, you know, like that kind of stuff is just like, feels really old and outdated. Like I want a full world where I can like move camera controls around to like, look at things. Yeah. Like I've, you know, I've been playing Witcher three for weeks now. It's a huge game. <laughs> I've sunk like almost eh, like eighty hours into it, <laughs> and I'm only like level twenty five or something. And you can be like, you can get up into the forties. Um, so, uh, and I and I finally unlocked like the last, uh, I think the last big area that you can get into. But anyway. I'm looking at that game, you know, and that's beautiful. And I can run around in this huge open world and like go pretty much anywhere and just like look around and interact with all kinds of stuff. I can like knock down a homeless guy or kick over a box or something. And it's like, I have to be able to do this in Final Fantasy VII Remake. Mm-hmm. Like if it if it doesn't bring it up to this level, people are just going to be disappointed. Well, yeah, it's like, I mean... 
Because I played 13 and I couldn't finish it. And 13 is basically, in some ways, it is a lot like Final Fantasy 7, where you have kind of the same, like, sort of static-ish screen. You walk from one side to the other, and the, the and when you get into a combat, it takes you to, like, an alternate sort of combat world. Yeah. Where you do the, where you do the fighting, and then you go back to the regular one. Like, 12, to me, felt felt better than 13 in that sense where you you'd walk around the world like with a free camera movement and you would see you'd see a monster and when you walked up to it you would fight that monster and kill it and then you would move there wasn't like this weird transition thing that happened in 12 right that it just felt a lot better that seems like i haven't played it i mean phil played it and if he was here we could ask him uh but I think we talked about this, but like the 15 demos seem to be going in that direction. More like there are enemies in the world and then you can engage in battle with them and you go into sort of a battle state, but uh, it's it's not like transitioning you to an arena. Yeah. It's like the battle takes place in the world that you're in. Right. Now, I will say like the materia system was a lot of fun to play around with. Versus some of the other ones. Like the sphere grid was probably like one of my favorite level advancements, which was from 10, where you kind of fill in spots and choose like, do I get a hit point bonus now or do I learn this ability or do I branch off and go from white magic to black magic now or that kind of stuff was was really interesting in that game. But uh, 7 had some of my favorite just like, deciding who got what abilities and kind of how they worked because there was all kinds of cool stuff you could do with that. Yeah, I enjoyed the materia a lot more, but I was also never a fan of um jobs like a a job like system or having right. a specific character class for different characters cuz I I don't even like that in like solo RPG games, like um, like more western RPG games where you you like pick a character and they expect you to like role play a wizard or a warrior or something. Well, I, I figured you'd like that even less because now you're limited to one character. Like with, with, with a team based one, you can at least have every ability at your disposal. Across yeah. The yeah. Members. But then I can, and I can make, I can make anybody anything is like what I like about the way seven worked because it, it Outside of, like, uh, the only difference was when when you had, like, characters... The differences were the limit breaks and then if their character had a ranged attack or not, right? Right. Um, now, they did have slight stat differences, if you paid attention. Well, initially, yeah, but you could just kind of... In-game-wise, you know, they would all have, like, 255 or whatever. Yeah. Well, yeah, if you if you you could modify them, there was like attack plus stuff or magic plus you could put to make them stronger in a certain area. Yeah. But like the chief differences were were the limit breaks and how those operated and if they could attack from the back row. Mm-hmm. Like those are kind of the, the big deals. So. uh, Other than that, like any kind of. You could put any kind of materia on on them, and so they could cast like everybody could cast all the magic that they wanted, right? 
And I thought that was great. It's like, yeah. So you probably hated nine then, where you just had one black mage, one summoner kind of. No, I liked nine, but nine definitely took me a long time to actually um, want to play it. If that mm -hmm. makes sense. I had to start nine like three times. And on the third time, I was like, I, I got far enough into it that I got invested. And so I could actually finish it out. But yeah, that was that was rough because it one, it, it had you every character had their own thing that they did. So they couldn't all have steel or they couldn't all like you know, cast magic or whatever. But they uh they also early game like make you break up into groups. So you'll have like two characters over here, two characters over there, and you you didn't ever like for like several hours of the game, you didn't even have a full party. You just had like two people running around together or something. Mm-hmm. So that was hard to get through, but then at some point you you open the world back up and you can like go around with a full group of people and play great mini games like Hot Cold Chocobo and at least they didn't make you play Blitzball. Oh, freaking <laughs> Blitz is why I quit that game. That is why I stopped playing that. Yeah. But that one so that one and that one had the sphere system which was like their advancement for how you got things. So it was like, so seven was just a straight up, as you leveled up, you just got more stats and all of your abilities were tied in materia, which was, which was cool. Cause then you could totally customize how your abilities worked. And then eight was ridiculous. It was nonsense. And, and I, I still, I've never gone back to play it just because of the way you talk about it. It was, well, that one is like the way you, you modified stats by you the way that you cast magic was that you stole magic from enemies and then you used that magic to attach to a stat to make your stats stronger. And the way that you got abilities was you had a guardian force, which was like the summons and you could have like one or two per person. And then those would have abilities or they teach you abilities or something along those lines. And so, like, if you wanted steel or whatever, you'd have to have, like, the Guardian Force that gave you the steel ability. But all the magic, you had to, like, steal from enemies that were in battles. But you never wanted to cast the magic, because then it would make your stats lower. I did not know that. Yeah. So, uh, but there was also, like, the weird shenanigans you did. Because they, 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 that, that was the only game where when you level up, the enemies, the level enemies up. also level up, including all of the bosses, right? No, the bosses were set levels, but thing was, if you just stole all the magic and maxed out the amount of magic that you had of each type, you could make your stats really high so that you never needed to cast it anyway, or level up. And you could avoid leveling up by using the card ability, which turned enemies into cards. And that would give you more stuff that you could you know, turn into spells or whatnot. It was just ridiculous. Yeah. Like, you could basically be, like, level 7 and beat the game. Because you had to... You couldn't card the bosses, right? Right. But bosses didn't give experience when you <laughs> killed them. Okay. You No, you just... You had to get to, like, level 6 or so by the time... By the time... Like, if you're just playing through and not, like, trying to get into extra fights, 
you end up around like level six or so just by the time you get the card ability. Oh, and I then see. after that, you never have to gain experience again. <laughs> and somehow QA didn't, didn't didn't figure this one out, or or or, nobody or, cares. or Square was like, yeah, but who's going to do that? <laughs> it's, maybe it was just that nobody cared. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. Or it could have been one of those things that they find out at the end, and the game designer's like, they can do what? <laughs> <laughs> We're shipping in a week. <laughs> That's probably what happened. It's like, nah. We'll just not talk about that. <laughs> I don't know. I've been spending all of my time making this chocobo thing for the PlayStation Pocket that America will never see. <laughs> yes. <laughs> chocobo world or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Or I've been I've been spending all my time balancing the triple triad game. <laughs> Fucking card games. At least that one like made some logical sense and you could understand if you were going to win or lose. The card game that was in 9 made no sense. That one was just developed by an insane person. Is that one Tetra Master? Yes. But you you, you don't have to play any of these games to actually accomplish anything, right? Um, if you wanted like some of the most powerful stuff in the game, you had to play the one in 8. Oh, okay. But 9, nine was totally optional. Yes, 9 yeah. did not matter. There was like one scene we went and go play it, and I think if you won there, you could get something. If you there was like one time through the game that you just had to go play it. It was kind of like the Blitzball thing, mm. and I think you could win something. I don't know. I don't remember how the rules worked. I just reloaded until I won. I just I think you just play cards at random until you win accidentally, and then you move on. I. Uh... Witcher has a has a Gwent, which is their collectible card game, and uh, there's a couple of times where you have to play that for missions or something. Because it'll be like I ran into a uh, a situation where it was like, uh, "Hey, uh, I've got this guy hostage, and you can play me at Gwent or or not." And I was like, "Well, of course I." Of course I picked the, like, I don't want to play Gwent. And he was like, all right. And then he just kills the guy. And I was like, oh, God. So I reload it. I'm like, fine, I'll play the stupid Gwent. I don't even have any cards, though. And then I, I played him at Gwent, and I, I beat him somehow because he basically just, like, forfeited a round for me. I was like, all right, f- fine, fine. Um, and and then I, I beat him at Gwent. Because he knew you'd kill him. That's why. <laughs> He's just like, I don't want to get stabbed if he loses. Uh, no, I'm not playing the guy. I'm not playing the hostage. Oh. No, I'm playing the guy who's holding the other guy hostage. Oh, okay. For okay. the hostage. Oh, okay. So it's more like a, it's like a Princess Bride situation. Uh, yeah, except you don't get to be as clever. Right. Uh <laughs> I I have not yet my character has not yet built up an immunity to Gwent. <laughs> but you pray that you will. <laughs> yeah, one of these days. Uh yeah, and man, I tell you, like there's like has been several opportunities where one of my conversation options to like solve a problem has been Gwent. And I'm just like, never that. Why would I ever pick that? Uh but my I also have like this Jedi mind trick power. That, like, you can upgrade, like, really early on. And so you can basically just, like, for any um, for any conversation option that allows it, if you've upgraded it all the way, you can just go, like, yeah, yeah, Jedi mind trick this guy. 
and it'll it'll one like always give you experience and two always freaking work <laughs> so it's not like the knights of the old republic where like half the time it didn't even work even when you had it maxed out well yeah kotor was weird because like i think it was like a combination of like your charisma and that stat or that feat or whatever for for the jedi mind trick but yeah yeah it's like it's like man once you bump and it takes it takes three skill points, right? And you get a skill point every time you level up. So at level three, I'm like, f- f- screw conversations, mind trick. <laughs> so you just so so then like you just nope. I don't have to know how to talk to you at all. I am just going to bend everyone to my will from now. Yeah. How do I get out of this situation? Mind trick. You won't let me in there. Mind trick. Now you will. And there's been a couple of situations where like you mind trick one guy and the other two guy in the party's just like, oh what the hell? And they're like they're on to you. Because because the guy would be like, uh, like, hey man, I want to kick your butt, and you're like, no, you love my butt, and he's like, I love your butt, and the other guys are like, he didn't love his butt, and then they start to kick your butt, right? <laughs> and and uh, so sometimes that happens, but that's pretty rare, and most of the time now, I, maybe it's because I've gotten it up to like the max level, but uh, like uh, I'll just be like, uh, no, I'm awesome, and and everybody in the party that like doesn't like me so it's like uh yeah you are awesome sorry about sorry about that <laughs> and like you'll you'll get experience points for it you'll get you get like almost let's see uh some for some quests for completing a quest i'll get like 100 ex- experience or 200 ex- experience points for completing a quest that's like slightly below my level or something and if i do mind trick during that quest i'll get 40 points just for doing mind trick <laughs> there's like no reason to not do this is no 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 you if you're if you're the the one thing that it it does it like you have uh you have what is it uh you have 12 ability slots right uh that you get and i think you get all of the ability slots around level 30 or something and so those unlock like fairly like infrequently with your level up uh like i think you get one at three and one at five and one at eight and then like more sporadically after that and uh and so it mind trick takes up one of those slots so you are sacrificing something like uh some other combat power or mind stab i don't think i don't i don't think there's a mind stab uh but there's an ability that lets you like reflect um if you time your like a parry at the right time, you can reflect archer uh, bolts or arrows. Yeah, I would take mind trick because I'm never going to pull that off. It's pretty easy to pull off, but it's also like super useful because you can it it reflects the arrows, but it doesn't necessarily reflect them directly back at the the archer, and so you could like get some other dude with it. Um, so, <laughs> it, it goes at some enemy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it usually goes back to the to the archer, but if there's another guy who's like kind of in the way, it'll go to that guy. So like suddenly this dude will have an arrow in his face, and it has no idea what just happened. Um, so you might have to sacrifice like something like that for the mind trick. And the mind trick thing doesn't always come up in conversation, but it usually does if you have to like. So so sometimes you might get like, uh yeah, yeah, pay me a hundred dollars, and it's like, what if I mind trick? And the guy's like, Yeah, all right. So <laughs> Yeah. 
I did pay you. Oh, you're right. Actually, you owe me money. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and like I was just doing a quest last night, and I, <laughs> I was having a conversation with another witcher, and he was like, he's like talking about how he used that spell to like, uh, I don't, I don't, just, just to like to do something ridiculous, and uh, and I, my response was like. Oh, you know, yeah, that spell's real good, but it is dangerous. And he's like, dangerous? What do you mean? He's like, well, I mean, tempted to overuse it. And then it's like, nah, screw that. I use it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, man, use it all the time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's like, if it works, and it, it has never failed. I don't know how, I think you, maybe if you only upgrade it once, it could fail, but it's kind of like, it's just two points. It's two more points. Just do it all the way. <laughs> What's the matter with you? Yeah. Oh, man. So. It, and maybe it also has to do something with, like, sign intensity. There's a, there's, a, there's a stat called sign intensity, which... Is that, like, how bright your vacancy light is on? Or Well, okay, the spells in the game are called signs. Uh, so okay. I think it's, like how good your signage is um and and like right now my 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 sign uh stuff intensity is like at 115% or something <laughs> which like on most spells I, I I got up to that because I had I've got all of this Witcher gear that adds like a plus five percent or plus eight percent assign in, intensity for every piece that I wear that I'm wearing. And I've also got this other like passive that for every piece of medium armor, which all of this is medium armor, like for every piece of that that I wear, gives me another plus five on top of that. <clears throat> so it like throw so uh but also yeah, so I'm I'm using signs like constantly like whenever i started the game casting spells was like like you you have the stamina it's not a, it's not a mana exactly it's it's stamina and that regens pretty slow in combat by default but now it regens like almost as fast as it does in co in combat as out of combat and so i'm just like and and pretty much every time i cast this thing that like sets people on fire like there's a chance that it won't except not now <laughs> Because I've got my sign intensity above 100, so it's, like, always setting people always on fire. And, like, for most enemies, that's, like, a stun and a damage over time. Unless you hit them. If you hit them while they're doing their little fire dance, then they stop being on fire. So most of the time, I don't even hit people with my sword, because I'm just like, yeah, yeah, dance! <laughs> <laughs> Burn for me. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's funny. It's like... I was like in KOTOR whenever you get like or the second one, whenever I got high enough level, like I got all of these things because I think that one was wisdom is that one was like your force power. Yeah. So I had like all these points in wisdom and like that was just what I focused entirely on was like force powers and stuff. And yeah, it was just like you'd walk into a room and cast force push twice and like everybody got thrown to the other side of the wall and exploded. <laughs> and or like <clears throat> chain lightning. Yeah, yeah, just it was crazy. Yeah, and uh, I remember, I remember walking in. If if you had like, if you had destroy droid and chain lightning, you need just be like one, two, everybody's dead. Yeah, because it would chain to everyone in the room and then like instantly kill everyone. But what was crazy too it was like, like 
just how much you could cast because yeah it was just like force push would just send everyone flying but you go it wasn't just you go whoosh once it would be it was just jam on the button like 20 times until they were all dead and it was just stuff flying everywhere <laughs> and uh yeah and like when i got to like I didn't. I don't even think I took pulled my lightsaber out at point. I was just like, who cares? I don't even care what my weapon is. That does not matter. And like, whenever I got to like the end boss, it was just like, hi, end boss. Oh, you're gonna fight me now? Choke hold. And then I just choke hold you to death. And that was the that was the last boss fight. It was just choke holding the end boss to death. <laughs> it was it's like what? It's like that was that was the last enemy. Like that could have that was like some like imperial commander or whatever like well you know pretty ridiculous at least you could cast like you could use force powers on him right yeah, not like yes. the not like the end boss of kotor one right he's like immune to all attacks you try no for force powers don't work lightsaber doesn't work it he dodges every lightsaber uh, yeah, at least you had a lightsaber to try something. I had a blaster. I used. I was the Jedi that used the blaster the entire game because I had put so many damn points in blaster by the time I unlocked Jedi. I was like, fuck this. I'm not going to go switch to melee all of a sudden. I've invested way too far down this skill tree. Oh, man. I was the one running around with the vibroblades because I was like, man, I'm totally going lightsaber, so I might as well invest in melee garbage, <laughs> even though this totally sucks. Okay, this is what I'm doing now. This is how it's. This is how it's. Yeah. Working. So I had like no melee skills, and I was not about to change course at that point yeah. because there was no respecting. And it, but I also was a person like I would just leave the entire rest of the party like at the entrance to whatever dungeon or level. Like you guys all stay back here, and I would walk around invisible, picking up every single mine and booby trap in the game, and then putting them back down so that when everybody patrolled walked through. They would all explode on their own minds. <laughs> and then I'd go back, okay, everybody's dead. Come on, let's go. <laughs> it was just, yeah, that was how I got through that. But, yeah, and, like, the only thing that saved me with the end boss at the end there, because, like, literally he's, like, immune to all of my blaster attacks, uh-huh. was that I had never used a grenade the entire game, and I had a full inventory of, like, 785 grenades. Yep. And I just threw every single one of them at him. That was so, exactly how I beat him as well. <laughs> you, you throw sticky grenades until he's stuck, and then you thermal detonate him until he's dead. See, what I did, I, I kited him around and then got his AI stuck on a pathing error, and then threw the grenades at him. Well, same concept. You got him stuck, <laughs> you get him stuck, and then you just throw thermal detonators until he's dead. Uh-huh. <laughs> See, lightsaber can't pluck grenades! <laughs> 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 exactly. It's like, uh, oh, not so tough when you're glued to the floor, are oh, you, asshole? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was like after dying like three times. Chop <laughs> bomb in the face. <laughs> Nail him. Nail him with that crap. Ah, oh, yeah, that was a garbage boss fight. <laughs> so, yeah, it was pretty terrible. <laughs> Oh, man. It's also, you have to do it alone. It's like, what? Alone? Where's my meat shit? Like, this guy was the melee one. You, <laughs> do you say, why do I have to take him on alone? Why can't this guy go take him on alone? That would have been a better fight. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, there's... Hell, that surgery droid might have done a better job. 
<laughs> you mean HK47? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> no, the surgery droid was from the next game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, oh, the death bot? Yes. Like the, yeah. Wasn't he a torture bot? He was a yeah, surgery it was droid. Whatever. Uh, whatever. It's an Imperial <laughs> medical droid. <That's>, surgery. <laughs> he said, yeah, I'm sure, like, it didn't just torture people. I'm sure he did other medical procedures. Like torture. <laughs> yes. Fine. Yeah. Maybe that's all it does. Maybe they had a specific torture droid. That just seems a little. Yeah. I don't know. How do they like? How would they get the Senate to budget that? Like, we need more torture droids to whatever. Mind trick. <laughs> mind trick. Jedi mind, mind trick. trick. You're right. We don't have enough torture droids. Go ahead. <laughs> I need is... more torture droids. <laughs> This is like yes, later we we will send you more torture droids. But this like this is like set way before like the events of the Star Wars movies. Yeah, and yet they still have torture droids in the Empire. Isn't that weird? (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Maybe they weren't originally torture droids. Maybe they were just something else. (laughs) Like they were back back in the past. They were they were they were they were surgery droids. They were med bots, and then and then they became over time. They were like these medical bots are actually very bad at doing medicine. Yes, it's like oh we forgot to to install an anesthesia. driver to them so they've just been torturing people this uh, these, these old dental orbs are, are very good at torture yes mm. exactly that's what happened they were they went from being bad at medicine to great at torture it was an upgrade and they didn't have to like research any new technology yeah it's just it's just a repurposing of old technologies yeah yeah the current med droids are a lot <laughs> <laughs> they're about the same. They're right. about the same, but they have anesthesia. It's kind of like how how we went from harpsichords to torture with harpsichords. Yeah, yeah. You don't like harpsichords? No, they're. Fine. I'm not saying. I, I'm not saying I would want somebody like accompanying me with harpsichord all the time. <laughs> but you you don't hate it. It's not. It's not like pulling your teeth out. I don't hate it. And for like a period sort of score to a movie or something, it's yeah. Okay, so I wanted to bring up Fig again because uh, the Vig, yeah, yeah, because um, it turns out uh, there's a lot more to it than what what we had talked about. Uh, for instance, the biggest I think the biggest issue is that. Um, there are two methods for the games to collect money, right? There are the, uh, and, and and so we were talking about like, oh, you know, this is a crowdfunding thing that people can actually invest in. Right. That's not true. It is, it is and it isn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not true in that most people can't invest in it. You have to be a... Uh, what the uh, I think it's the uh, SEC uh, describes as an accredited investor, right? Yeah, like you have to be like actually like a corporation that can kind of take this uh, financial risk for investing, or like a super wealthy individual. Yeah, that's why there's like so 
that's why there's like there's like all kinds of crazy insane rules about being an investor and stock and all that kind of stuff which is why there's like this insane like huge bullshit financial industry and it's all based around people doing that or moving money around for people that do that yeah it's pretty ridiculous um so yeah so like the average person who would have donated money on kickstarter is not going to actually get a piece of a company or game right because they won't part of it is like they could do something like that if they filtered that siphon that money through an investor but then they wouldn't get 100 percent of it it would be like you know if you gave them a hundred dollars then the the kickstarter would actually get like 85 dollars or something because the financial whatever person would take some of that right like and uh so unless unless you personally have a net worth of at least a million dollars excluding your primary residence then you're you're not gonna get a a piece of this game (laughs) and then i think even then like the amount that you have to be willing to like put in for this to actually get any kind of stake that's worthwhile like that's a that's probably a hefty chunk of change which i i was i was listening back to the last time when phil was talking about how the numbers didn't seem to add up as far as like how many investors were in and how many had contributed or how many how, how many people had donated and what the money was like what the total money was like versus like how many people donated more than $800. And it's like, okay, those are the donations because there can be the supporters that are donations and you'll get those like those little rewards for certain tiers of donation. And then there's the investor cash. And so there was probably reflecting both pools of money. Right. Which is why it looked, it was like way higher than the amount of just the donations. So now what this sounds like is just somebody who's trying to cash in on both the money that Kickstarter gets from people who donate and to cash in by getting a cut of money that people acquire from venture capitalists by like somehow providing like a web portal for people to do that, which I don't understand like what other game company would want to use Fig if that's the case, because they basically have to go get venture capitalists or investors or whatever to give them like large sums of money. And now they're just not going to get all of it because some of it goes to this other third party. Yeah. uh, I think maybe, maybe they view it as they might get more investors than they would have otherwise, because they don't have to personally go out there and they've also gone through this, uh, through like a vetting process by some people who we should think are like, I guess accountable or something, but it's, it's this place where there's like, instead of having to go, instead of the representatives from the company having to go track down these, uh, you know, these venture capitalists or these angel investors or whatever themselves and phone them and be like, Hey, we're making a game then people who are looking to invest in a game can like look at this site and see, Oh, there's that. I want to put money into that project. But I still think there's other 
I still think you can do that with Kickstarter and other things and not well and, and not give them any of that money. I think uh the the difference there is if you are not actually making a company to produce your game like if you're not creating some kind of LLC or something to to if you're just like a group of people I I, I don't know how it works but yeah the, so I was going to mention the other weird thing is that fig creates a uh like an LLC like a separate entity that this is where the investment money goes and it sounds like then they then they they like channel that down or something to where it needs to go i don't know it just it doesn't sound like it's going to yeah it sounds really weird and it sounds like i think you're right that it, it sounds kind of like it's people trying to kind of get uh, it sounds get, like they just wanted f- to make kickstarter four games and then tried to throw on this other stuff to make it sound not like exactly kickstarter well, and it and it also doesn't have the like underpinnings of like, uh, where 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 people um, have a Kickstarter with the intention of getting other funding as well. You know, there's there's no pretense that they're operating just with the with the the donations. You know, it's like, well, you know, we are getting donations from you, but because let's get real. We can't make a video game off of the donations alone. There's also these people like backing the project and, you know, having some, uh, percent ownership of the game or the game company. So it really doesn't seem like they're, it doesn't seem like they're avoiding the, the, the only thing they're avoiding by like not having a publisher in that case is, the word publisher, <laughs> you know, because uh-huh. you're still making deals with these people who maybe they want to get really involved. Maybe they don't. Yeah. Uh, they're also like just giving money to you and expecting a return. I'm assuming. And then not they like, they may or may not actually give you any kind of like extra support that a publisher would give. Right. Which sounds like <clears throat> just worse than going to a publisher because it's like now are you going to have, are they going to do any marketing for you or other yeah. stuff? Like what, like if it's just giving, if it's just writing you a paycheck, like you could just go get a job somewhere else and do that and not try to do your own company kind of thing. Like, right. Yeah. Cause the publishers, like the publishers that we work with offer a lot. Like that's our marketing. It's like a large part of our marketing budget. A lot of the, like, all of the localization, uh, all of the distribution, all of the trade show business, like, all of that stuff is, like, the publisher handles that. Right, exactly. They're they're the ones that, like... Oh, and, and, uh, and QA, to some extent. Yeah, like, yeah, there's all kinds of stuff. Like, anything that's, like, outsourced, like, QA or customer service, like... All that kind of stuff, because like a studio is not going to have people on staff 24 hours a day to do like customer service support. Yeah. Right. Like 
you're gonna have people in your studio even even like your studio is a big one like you're not gonna have people in your studio like answering phone calls from angry germans that can't get the game to install right yeah uh, so there's all of these like really nice perks to having a publisher because it's i mean one it's a lot of staff that's just not on your plate but also like but they are also paying you you know um right so so yeah it, it it seems like there's a lot of extra baggage with getting these kinds of investors that maybe they aren't thinking about or maybe they think is fine or i don't know but it seems like it 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 seems like it's more trouble to go through this thing than to just do a kickstarter mhm yeah I don't know. That's all I had. Did you have anything? No. Most of what I brought to the table was corrections from last week or last time. (laughs) I just brought an old game that I'm playing again. That's what I've got. And then we talked about movies and stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Well, did we? I feel like we talked about at least one movie. No, we talked about Star Wars. Oh, well, that kind of counts. But it was the game. Oh. Yeah. I suppose that's true. Yeah. I uh, I don't know if Phil... I have a feeling... Oh, no, we talked about Wes Anderson. That's what it was. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yes. That's right. Um, my, uh, my, my irrational hatred of Wes Anderson movies. Yeah, and my uh, uh, bitter indifference towards <laughs> Wes Anderson. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do we have any emails? No. Of course not. Right, and I was just going to say, I don't think Phil made that Twitter account either. And I forgot to follow uh, whatever at Still in Beta might actually be. What is that? Let me see if that's actually a real thing. Please stand by while we check the internet. This is the most entertaining part of this podcast. You know, I can edit this, right? Like, I can just cut this. Like, the less we talk about this right now, the more recognizable it is. No, no, leave it in. Leave it all in. I want it to be more awkward for you later. It's not awkward for me. <laughs> Who's it awkward for then? I don't know. You? Our listeners. Er? Our listener? I don't know. I guess I guess there's a plural. I know somebody else listens to it. Uh at still in beta is uh Sour Patch Fandom. What does that mean? Uh like they just really like those sour gummy candies? No. Apparently Oh no wait. It is it is about the candy. <laughs> Still in beta is about candy. I can't well what what value is there in dweening about sour patch candies? Like how many like how long can anybody possibly give a crap about that Twitter account? No, no, most of it's not about candy. Um Okay. Maybe you can answer this to me in general. First of all, I think Twitter is stupid. Just flat out. I don't get it. But maybe that's because I'm too old. And I will accept that. But why would you ever... Like, it's the same thing. It seems idiotic to, like, follow a product on Facebook. Like, why would you follow, like, Craft American Singles Twitter account or something? Like, why would you ever give a crap about that? And again, what are they going to tweet that's of any value to you? 
so things I follow on Twitter are uh, the Alamo Draft House, because uh, then I find out when things like Weird Science is showing, or something like that. Okay, uh, but that's a venue that constantly has changing events. That's not the same thing as liking Coca-Cola. Are we... So, wait a minute. Uh, what are you asking? Why would anybody... Why would... You, the first thing you said was, you don't understand Twitter. Right. Right. Why would you ever give a crap about, like, Pillsbury tweeting? Like... I don't... Uh, I don't know that you do. Because you know that all of those things have a Twitter account, like... Yeah, no, definitely. Like, Folgers Crystals Certainly. has a Twitter account. Uh, the thing about... Uh, the thing about Twitter is... Or one of the things is I don't follow any of those. Uh, I don't, I don't care. See, even right now, like, uh, Adventures in Babysitting. Like, I wouldn't have known that Adventures in Babysitting was showing at the DFW uh, Alamo Draft House if I didn't follow it. Uh, but uh, I don't follow Doritos, and I don't follow Sprite. You know, I don't follow those things. However... They do uh, do like like this. Uh, this was uh, promoted by Target. So you get tweets in your feed that are not things that you want to know about, but things that people pay to let you know about. Oh, so that's how they make their money. Because I didn't understand how Twitter actually had any mo- like income. Yeah. Uh, this is actually promoted. This is not even um, a Target specifically a target tweet although it may have been just paid for because it is from chris hardwick and it says hashtag forced friday um some kind of icon some kind uh looks like a jolly roger is tomorrow night new at star wars stuff i'll be at target rodeo slash la sin i don't know uh hashtag share the force and then locator, and then hashtag ad. Who? So, so first of all, most of what you said was garbage. Uh huh. That's most of Twitter. Okay. Uh huh. And second, I think you said three emojis or some crap. Uh no, I there there was zero emojis. Okay. Uh, there were the uh, hashtags mm-hmm. and the at names. Okay, and then also, I got no content. Who who was that that said that? Chris Hardwick. I don't know who that person is. I didn't for a long time either. I've only recently found out who this is. Do you remember a uh, an MTV dating show called Singled Out? Ugh, yes. Okay, he was the host. Okay. I... Now he's on a thing called The Nerdist. He may be The Nerdist. Mm-hmm. But it's a like a an internet um, website. Okay. So, so this just confirms my like never using Twitter. E- sure, sure. Because somebody I don't know said something I didn't understand about something I didn't care about. Uh huh. Uh, yeah, basically, this guy wants to know if he can buy things at Target related to Star Wars. Wants to know if he can? Uh-huh. And I think um, I think it was just a tweet purchased to buy Target 
for him to say like i think target paid him to say i'm i'm going to buy star wars things at target uh i am a i am a a well-known nerd nerd uh so i like star wars even though he was host on an mtv game show he's also now a nerd Uh uh-huh well he was a nerd then just not the same kind of nerd maybe that's a geek i don't know that's twitter good night everybody what what else did you want to know about twitter (laughs) nothing okay i know i now want to know less i would actually would like you to make me forget what i have learned i can just edit this out and then i'll forget it maybe can i i might be able to give you selective amnesia I may Good. have to put you in a tube or something. Am I going to think I was in Soldier? Because that'll just be annoying. Maybe. And you'll have to fucking tell me if I wasn't really there at a place when I recount a memory to you. Because otherwise you're a dick. Nah. I don't know. No. that's There's just no excuse. What if you you're, were wearing a mask the whole time? Right. You didn't. If you didn't see me at a place that I'm describing an event that happened and you were there, you're an asshole if you don't correct me. <laughs> Just plain and simple. Well, yeah. So let's just wrap it up. Um, what, what are we? What are we? What are we going to name the episode? Um, I don't know. The irrational hatred of Wes Anderson. It's like all right now. <laughs> We've always been going for very long titles. <laughs> uh, Tifa was the worst. That's my answer because she did not correct Cloud in that story. Uh, I think we should go something about. Something about torture bots. <laughs> Accidental torture bots. <laughs> From dentist to torture bot. I don't know. Uh, yeah. We Yes, we need more torture bots. I think that's what it, the title is. We need more torture bots. We need more torture bots. <laughs> there, that'll be it. All right.